Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Love to shop and eat? With a dozen food stands and even more local vendors, there's always something fresh, friendly, and fun at the Markets at Hanover. For hours and events, visit marketsathanover.com. Welcome to Why Do Catholics, the podcast from Catholics that talks about what Catholics believe. My name is Rachel Bryson, and I'm your host. Thank you all for listening to this week's special episode of Why Do Catholics. During the month of October, it's Respect Life Month, so we are having some special guests on our program to talk about respect life issues. And now testimony from Becky Bider. This podcast is from her talk titled Rescued by Love, Restored for Life. The pro-life movement here in this region is alive and well and is in the active pursuit of an abortion-free York, an abortion-free Harrisburg, and we won't be satisfied until we have an abortion-free Pennsylvania and a post-Roe America. 35 years ago, a pregnant and scared young 15-year-old girl was driven by her older boyfriend to a local abortion facility. He dropped her off and drove away, leaving her there all alone. No one was standing on the sidewalk that day. She didn't know what the word abortion meant, but quickly found out as the staff hurried her into a procedure room. You see, she didn't come with any money. She was a minor and one of the workers offered to pay for her abortion. And so she went through with the procedure. A week later, the girl received a call from the clinic, letting her know that she was still probably pregnant. Since they didn't use ultrasound back then, they had missed the baby in her womb. So she returned for a second procedure, and the abortionist said to her, don't worry, we'll get it this time. She continued in the destructive relationship with that same boy and soon became pregnant again. But this time she knew what she was facing. But she also knew that he would force her again. And so desperate and alone, she walked to a nearby center and ended the life of her second child. No one was standing on the sidewalk that day. That 15-year-old girl was me. At the age of 17, I took a job in a pathology department working at a local hospital. During the day, I assisted the pathologist processing specimens brought to us from the operating rooms. And at night, I handled specimens brought by courier from the local doctor's offices and surgical centers. One of the regularly uh, delivered specimens were called POCs, or products of conception. And my job was to sort through the fetal remains and pick out the parts necessary to confirm a successful abortion. And my eyes were open to what I had done. My eyes were open to the horrors of abortion. My abortions began to haunt me, and soon after marrying Sean, they would come to have a huge impact on our new life together. As a newly married couple, we were miserable. 
I struggled to function as a stay-at-home mom, sometimes barricading myself away from our two small children because I didn't feel deserving of laughing and, and happiness. I couldn't get over what I had done. I was so broken. I begged God for forgiveness what seemed like a million times, but never knew how to forgive myself. Sean couldn't understand why I was crying all the time. And one day, understandably frustrated after countless attempts to fix me, he said, why can't you get over this? For 20 years, we sat in the pew and never heard the word abortion being spoken about. And so it wasn't something we thought our pastor could help us with. And so we spent most of our marriage hiding behind masks. Eventually, the word divorce entered our conversation, and I began to lose hope for the future. Post-abortion, traumatic stress is very real and very devastating. The fact is, based on statistics, one in four women will become a victim of abortion by the age of 45. There were good days, but with PTSD, abortion-related trauma, there are many triggers and can turn a good day into a bad day very quickly. God made women to bring forth life, and God made men to be protectors and providers. And when we go against God's plan, there are consequences. Sean and I live those consequences. We've experienced the shockwaves of abortion in a very real and devastating way, and we almost became statistics ourselves. In a church with 1,200 families, based on statistics, some 300 women will be impacted by abortion. And when we factor in the often forgotten fathers of abortion, our number just doubled. 600 people impacted by a decision they will never be able to reverse. So it's not just the baby's lives that are at stake. It's the life of the mother, the father, the whole family is impacted by an abortion decision. And so we cannot be afraid to talk about abortion. Women and men need to hear that they're not alone in their suffering. They need to know where to find hope to heal their broken hearts. Rachel's Vineyard offers a safe journey to forgiveness, which rebuilds the lives of women and men broken by abortion. It is a weekend retreat that combines prayer, living scripture exercises, and therapeutic group activities that engage the mind, body, and soul. It is a weekend format that allows for uninterrupted grief work, and this team support available throughout the entire weekend. When participants arrive at the retreat on Friday evening, they're the walking wounded. For many, this may be the first time they have told their story, not just of the abortion, but of their lives and what events led to the significant life-changing decision. By Sunday, the transformation is amazing, like Lazarus being raised from the tomb. Smiles, laughter, peaceful hearts. To God be the glory. Compared to women who have their babies, those who choose abortion are up to seven times more likely to die from suicide. And just nine years ago, thoughts of suicide plagued me as I planned to slam my truck into a tree because I thought it was the only way out of my misery. 
but Satan was not victorious over us. In 2014, the Holy Spirit led us to Rachel's Vineyard, and at our retreat, he bestowed on us the grace of undefeated courage. And I begged him to drown me in the sea of his mercy, and he embraced my soul and pulled me from the pit. The retreat touched us so deeply that we returned a second time to start training with the Rachel's Vineyard team. We both felt so strongly we had found our calling. And because we didn't want anyone to walk in our shoes, we gave God our yes and founded a sidewalk counseling ministry and named it Undefeated Courage. This is where it all began, really, in a house situated behind the Hillcrest Women's Medical Center in Harrisburg, a back alley abortion facility. We prayed on the sidewalk, Lord, if you want us to have this house for our ministry, please open the door for us. And so he did. And the Lord spoke to my heart, put a chapel in the upper room overlooking the facility. And so we did. For three years, we held vigil there in the alley every day that Hillcrest was open for business. Each first Friday of the month, we celebrated mass together, prayed together, and adored Christ in the Blessed Sacrament together. And after 41 years of taking innocent life, prayers were answered and Hillcrest closed its doors for good. Thanks be to God. Our Harrisburg location quickly grew and a second one um, came into being. Uh, Tom and Patty went back to York um, after a sidewalk training and um, Undefeated Courage too was born. Our group of compassionate counselors are the hands, feet, and voice of Christ who speak truth into the lives of our sisters and brothers who may feel they have no other options besides abortion. Who is poorer than a pregnant woman about to darken the doorsteps of an abortion facility? This is our Calcutta on the streets and the sidewalks in front of a Planned Parenthood. Undefeated Courage is a bridge of hope and a lifeline to the help and support of the Pregnancy Resource Centers. We rely solely on God for financial support, reaching out to groups like you. Phase one of our ultrasound initiative is complete. Um, we purchased Little B, which is our mobile ultrasound unit. It is a 2005 Ford um, that we found on auction and it had, she had about 5,000 miles on her and, and we said, let's do it, <laughs> right? She went to Colorado to be upfitted and so we flew out to Colorado in May and drove her cross country back home. She just um, had her wrap installed, so there's a, there's a banner over here that shows the finished product. Phase two is ongoing, raising money for our ultrasound machine, the most important part. And so we're almost there, we're almost to halfway, where Supreme then will match it. And so we're moving forward in a forward direction, which is always good, thanks be to God. Um, phase three will be networking and gathering our people to be staff on board. So it's all coming together. Our inaugural Boundless Love Gala is in December, on December 14th at the Keystone Atrium Building in Harrisburg. 
Uh, we need this event to be successful. We hope that this will launch us onto the streets in the spring. Please, please consider coming to our event. Um, it's going to be a fabulous evening. And Bishop Gaynor will, is joining us as well. When you win a woman's heart, the baby com comes along with her every time. And the joy that is felt when she accepts offers of help cannot be expressed in words. She's valuable and loved, and she deserves better than abortion. But even if she is unable to save her baby from abortion, we don't abandon her. We're there for her still through Rachel's Vineyard. When we say yes to God, he transforms the ugliest story into beautiful. Sean and I are no longer faces of abortion, we're faces of hope. When you show people healing, you show them the face of the divine physician and it allows them to go out and minister to others, to participate in the building of the kingdom in the salvation of souls, our ultimate goal, salvation and eternity with Christ. Until the day when abortion becomes unthinkable, let it not be said that we were silent when they needed us. Thank you very much to Becky Bider for her powerful and important testimony. Well, thank you all for listening to this week's special episode of Why Do Catholics? You can find more episodes online, and we'll see you next time.